Our scripture reading this morning is from James 1, verses 17 through 25. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. For you must understand this, my beloved, let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror, for they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Shelley, for offering a live scripture this morning. It's been a long time since we've had a live reader for scripture. Well, I guess the videos have been of live people, but you know what I mean. Oh, let me just look at you for a second. I missed you. So some of you know that for the last, well, four weeks, I, I came back to the office on Tuesday, but four weeks before that and Five Sundays I took off for pastoral renewal leave. Um, in the United Methodist Church, this is a leave that is offered to clergy every four years. And until a few weeks ago, I had never done that. Even after being in ministry for 16 plus years, and in, I guess in the ministry gig, more than 22 years, but as a pastor for 16 I don't know, I had a lot of high hopes. I'm not sure all of those were fulfilled. But I'm definitely clear on one thing as I come back. I have a renewed sense of love and appreciation for you and for this community that we create with one another. So I just want to look at you for a minute because you're all so precious. I'm glad to be here. Okay. Enough of the mushy stuff. Let's pray. Holy and gracious God, send your spirit upon us. As your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, let us hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. So while renewal leave was not vacation, I still did some vacation-y things. Um, For one thing, I spent about a week with my friend, my BFF, Reverend Trudy Denise Robinson, senior pastor of the First United Methodist Church of San Diego, California. And the Saturday that I was there, um, we went to Anaheim, California, met her daughter and partner, and went to Disneyland! Woo! Actually, we spent the day at the California Adventures Park, but still... Super duper fun. 
I love Disneyland. I love Disney World. If you're a naysayer, I don't want to hear about it. I think what is so amazing about these parks is that every little detail from, you know, like the snacks that you eat or the food that you order um, to the waiting area for each ride immerses you in the stories of Disney. Whether, at least at Colorado, or Colorado, California Adventures, whether it's entering Cars Land and seeing life-size versions of Mater and Lightning McQueen near the Cozy Cone Motel, you need to know those details, go watch Cars or wandering through the brand new Marvel Avengers campus and having Spider-Man seriously swing over your head. That happened to me, it was crazy. Or if you're hanging out on Pixar Pier, which used to be Paradise Pier if any of you are old, older timers, um, and standing in line for like the Toy Story ride and seeing Mr. Potato Head dressed as a carny and like heckling you in line, like every little thing connects you to the stories or movies that you perhaps have heard or seen. At least for me, they were movies that remind me of either my own childhood or my children growing up or movies that we've loved together as a family and that always bring us together whenever we, you know, put them on the DVD or whatever. As people of faith, we have a story that connects us to the story of God's great love for the world that is bigger than anything else. Our scriptures for the next few weeks will be from the New Testament epistle of James. We're very used to hearing from the letters of Paul and lifting Paul up as the one who really took the story of Jesus and shared it with the ancient world. However, in reality, there were lots of communities springing up in that time, transformed by the stories of the risen Christ that were these communities that were trying to navigate how to live their lives following the ways of this radical teacher, Jesus. Now, some scholars believe that the book of James was actually written by a man named Jacob, who might have even been brother slash stepbrother of Jesus. Other scholars believe that this understanding is kind of a conflation of tradition. Either way, I'm still going to refer to the writer of James as James, even if it might be translated a little bit differently in Greek. And in the end, it may not really matter whether this was a person who was a relative of Jesus or not. His experience with Christ was so profound and life-changing that he spoke with authority to early Christian communities that were dispersed throughout Israel. So this short epistle of James is made up of about a dozen short wisdom speeches. 
and they are compact and powerful in their own ways. We're going to hear a couple of those in the next few weeks. But the section that we heard today, the one that Shelley read for us, is a part of the introduction. And James goes from an admonition to these early communities to live holy and uncompromised lives, and then kind of goes into this encouragement to be doers, not just hearers of the gospel story, of the good news. Those that only hear the gospel are deceived, said James. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror, for they look at themselves and going away immediately forget what they were like. That's verses 13 and four, or 23 and 24. The gospel story is the good news that Christ offers new life again and again and again, that our past doesn't define us, that every day is an opportunity for renewal and for a second chance. This is transformative. No longer do we have to be weighed down by things that we might have done or mistakes that we've made. God gives us, through Jesus, new life. So James is really telling people to immerse yourselves in this story, not to just watch it from a distance so that when you turn away from it, you immediately forget what it was, but to be changed by the story, to live the story, to be immersed in the story so that your life in every detail reflects the story of grace and love of Jesus. In preparation for this sermon series, Reverend Jamie Lee and I got to sit with a few different groups of people and ask some questions about the stories of Washington Park United Methodist Church. So we had four different groups. The four groups were um, a couple, of families of young children that are relatively new to our community, a group of people whose children are now youth but who have grown up in our community, in our church, um, a group of people who have been members of this church for 20 plus years, which I'll call long timers instead of old timers. You're welcome and then a group of pastors, <laughs> um, past pastors like um, Reverend Dick Evans or your current pastors, me and Jamie Lee. You won't get to hear every story that we videoed. I have hours of footage from those four different interview conversation sessions. And really for our videos, if you got to see it at the very beginning of worship, I'm, I'm going for little sound bites, you know. But what impressed me the most were the stories of community. And every single person had one. And finding that connection with loving, open people here, finding a place where there was inclusive hospitality and welcome. Stories that went beyond just a hey, we're glad you're here, 
to stories of sharing lives, sharing responsibilities, sharing resources, stories that connected one with another. And that is a definite legacy of Washington Park United Methodist Church since the very, very beginning. Um, if you're interested in hearing more about the history of our church, we have some little books called A Church Bell Rings in, in Denver. I think, is that what it's called? Yep, that's it. We have little blue books. You come and find me. We'll get you one if you want to know kind of like all those stories. And we also have a really great sermon that Reverend Evans preached in 2008. It's up on our website. It has been for years because it just kind of lays out some of the stories of the history of this church. But a few little sound bites from those stories. It starts with the legendary Lort sisters that you'll see pictures of around our building who opened their own home to be a Sunday school for the children of Washington Park neighborhood. A soundbite is when in the 50s, the congregation realized that our building is a blessing to the community and decided to expand it in the education wing and built a whole new part of a building to be a place where people can gather meet, be in relationship, grow together. All the way till stories of today, where we are, I'm not going to quite say post-pandemic people, because I'm not sure when we'll be post-pandemic, but dadgummit, did you see that we still had 19 children come to the front for children's time today? Woo-hoo! And counting a couple of other kiddos in the room and an infant and a baby-to-be, it goes up to almost 25. It's pretty amazing. We continue to be a place that is a strong connecting point for the neighborhood and for our own spiritual community, family of God. It's clear that our church has been a church full of doers and not just hearers of the gospel, not just people who come and listen and then walk away and forget what was said, but who do the work of faith. And every story that connects us together in this place is important. In that sermon that I just mentioned from 2008 that's on our website, Reverend Dick Evans, he wrote, if you don't know your stories, if you don't know your history, if you don't know your roots, you don't know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you don't know where to go. We don't stay stuck in history. We don't live in the past, but we recognize how it has shaped us. Living in the past doesn't honor it. We honor it by take what, taking what we have inherited and refining it for the future. The story of Washington Park Church connects us with each other and with God. But it's not something that we just hear like a story from a book. It's not something we just watch like a movie on a screen. It's something that we live. 
So let's let every detail of our lives signal to others that being a part of our story is being a part of the larger story of God. And through Jesus, love, justice, mission, and hope. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us today. Amen.